Good afternoon, listeners. It's your favorite show, The Talk Box, episode 16. And as usual, I'm your host, Adida Yodekunle, and with me is Tofa. Yeah, so a little heads up before we start this episode proper. We want to make some slight adjustment to the format of this program. There will be less of news and more of discussions and arguments or analysis concerning the major events from the world of sport that took place during the week. And so we're going to start with definitely Euro 2016. We've seen um, coaches resign after the poor performance by their teams. Roy Hudson left England's post after England were shockingly eliminated in the second round. And Vicente Del Boshi as well left resigned from his position after Spain lost in the second round. So is it a good trend or a bad trend? What does that say for the coaching job in particular? Um, firstly, I, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's, I think it's a good thing, um, considering how they both left, uh, firstly with Roy Oxen, uh, I think we all knew he was going to fail about, almost everyone knew England were probably going for the jamboree, um, just going to participate, except for maybe fans who, yeah, the three Lions fans who would always support their team, uh, Yes, on paper, the team looks like um, one of the best around, considering how these guys played in their, in their respective leagues, I mean, in their respective clubs, at the EPL, um, the season before. I mean, this past season, you would say that the Tottenham guys, Liverpool guys, um, Bruni will carry the team, despite not having a good, team, a good season. Uh, you would say, yes, these guys look, look um, fine on paper. But I think Roy Oxen left... Uh, maybe one or two other players should have been in the team and then picked other players who shouldn't be in the team. I mean, James Lennart didn't get to play any game. Was okay. He played. Uh, he played. He played the second game. He was just off, 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 off the game. And then tactically, I think um, Roy Oxen got it all um, wrong after the first game that um, uh, they played Russia one one. Yeah, I mean, Hurricane has been yeah going to the tournament was a wonderful player. Scored 25 in the EPL, highest goal scorer, um, one, left um, James Vardy. We all, the teams, if you check, the team played all sort of, experimented all sort of formations. At a point, they played um, 4 2 3 1. At the point, they played 4 1 2 1 2, the diamond formation. At the point, they played 4 3 3. He was going all about, for each of the friendlies they played, it was all about new, new formation. I think he never got it tactically right. And that, that, that was what really affected them on the tournament and, and his selection of players, how he pulls these guys on the pitch at uh, times where people will call for Vardy. Vardy should be in the team, no. And then Sterling kept playing. I, I, I think <laughs> Sterling last season didn't even get to play ahead of a natural when he came back from injury. So I wouldn't know why um, England, where we all believe to have one of the best talents in the world, will... Will will play will pan out will play that way and then um, lose to, lost to Iceland. Iceland. I mean, it's 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 a terrible one for him going out. I think he she actually his contract was expiring after the tournament. He was going to be sacked anyways, and and then he, him saying, yeah, let me train it over. I think he just saved himself of of further embarrassment. Let England deal with whatever it is. For the Bosch, he's done well for himself. He is the second manager to have won the World Cup and then uh, win the Champions League uh, after Marcelo Lippi. He's really done well. Uh, you could say the way he has done in the last two tournaments have been 
very bad. Um, they lost um, from the group stages at um, World Cup. And then this time around, very terrible. They lost to a tactically disciplined um, Italian side. I, I, I think the handwriting was also on the wall for the, for the Spaniards. And then, you know, uh, yes, Adriud had a wonderful season at 34, 35. Uh, Morata had a nice, nice, nice season also at Juve. The point was injured, he came back and all of that. I would not want to say that he probably didn't select some players he, sh- he, sh- he should have selected. And if you check the team, I think, uh, apart from Italy, who used everyone in the team, apart from their third goalkeeper, he hardly used other guys on the bench. There are guys who didn't get to play and there are guys who just played for five minutes all through the tournament. I, I think the dressing room was very bad for, for Spain. We hear all sorts from Casillas and Pedro at the point also through tantrum. I think the man failed to also manage his team and, and that actually led to um, the him losing dressing room and I think he's good. Someone else will replace, but who will replace them is what we don't know now. We'll see how that goes for England. A lot of names have been penned down. Even Jamie Carragher has said that as far as he's concerned, he feels Jorgen, Jorgen Klinsmann, who understands the, the league, who has played in the league, who understands their style of football, the present US coach, should be, he's nominating him to, to be the, the person to take over. Though Alan Shea has said that he would love to take pick up the job. Azevenga has also been linked with the job. Um, Southgate has been linked with the job. But but <laughs> what Carragher said about Shea is very funny. He actually told him that it's not about the emotion, it's not about the fact that you love you love Newcastle United. You came you came back to want to help them and yet they're still relegated that they should give it to the right person. And he feels that Jorgen Klinsmann should be the right person. If it's Wenger, we just I go I think it's a good one. These guys are for Devils, he has done well for Spain. The last tournament, maybe familiarity, he needs to move on. If he's going to quit, someone else should come in and, and move the team forward. For England, Roy Oxen, for me, was never the right person. Yeah, so he's saying that Tofam's opinion there, that the coaches resigning is a good trend. And uh, just to buttress some of the points he was made, for Del Bosch, I think um, he has had enough success with Spain and uh, no good thing is going to last forever. This is a Spanish side that has won the World Cup with him and he has also won the European Championship as well. And even as a club coach, uh, winning the Championship with Real Madrid, I think the golden generation is getting old. A lot of players have re- retired from football. We are talking of international football. Xavi, Alonso, Puyol. These guys were players that were very pivotal in their championship winning years. But I think there's a new generation of Spanish players and uh, they are mixing them with the old and they are not yet getting the right formation. They are not yet blending appropriately. And so I think uh, it was a good one for him to humbly you know, resign. I don't think he would have been sacked if he, if he didn't want to resign. So I think taking the high road there, getting a younger coach or a different coach who will be able to, who will be motivated, who will be hungry for more trophies, will be a nice one for Spain, you know, and building up with their new generation of players. For England, always full of hype, but always under, under delivering them. And we saw that going to be a problem throughout the tournament. Question marks we asked about Sterling starting for matches for England. Question marks we asked about Lanana starting. Question marks we asked about players who are not performing at the peak level, you know, you know, 
performing. And again, England players always having off the pitch incidents. We've seen players like Walker being linked with models immediately after losing um, Playboy models, immediately after losing a match. It shows you that their commitment is not there, their seriousness is not there. Most of these English players are just interested in making the money. And it will be very difficult for a coach to, to take England to that next level. And um, I think, as I said, a good trend for these coaches who are taking the high road and, and, and just resigning quickly as, as possible. Uh, we also want to move to tennis right now where we saw Novak Djokovic producing the biggest shock of the tournament so far. We saw minor shocks when uh, Warinka, Stanlas Warinka lost to Del Potro, but Novak Djokovic as well losing to Sam Query. Did you think any injury played a role in his loss to, to Sam Query or fatigue? Yeah, for I think I should first talk about the um, the loss by um, Wainka losing to Del Potro. <laughs> I think before the game, he he said he scared. He said he was scared of of the power play um, tall Argentine. Though he's been out, he's one hundred and something ranked player. But he said, yeah, I might be in the first five. But this guy is a fine player. Anytime, any day, injury has dead in a blow, and that, and that was actually happened. I think his fears actually overcame him. Um, for for Moe, I, I do not um, think it's because of of the injury. We've had we, there was a time um, uh, Rafael Nadal played five hours game with Vadasco. I think that was Australian Open and nine there about. And then in the final, he still had to play about five hours with 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 uh, Roger Federer, and he was asked. There was blood. He had blisters all over his hand. He was asked. He was asked. He won the game. He was asked how does he feel. He said he doesn't feel no pain. It's victory when you win. I'm sure if he had won, he would not come and tell you about injury. I'm sure he had won games with injury. He he got overpowered. Sam Curry overpowered him, and yeah, maybe he got to his head. He's, he's, he's on the record, I think, about the third person in the open era with most victories, and everyone was praising him. It probably got him, and you were saying something behind the set that there was a time some, some, the question was asked of, of Dimitrov, and Dimitrov said he fears no one, and he went to him to tell him, are you sure you fear no one? You're not afraid of even me. I think maybe pride, and, and he might need rest. Uh, he's, been, he's been dominant. He's been dominant. He's been the moving train. He's been getting it. My my take uh, is never injury. He got overpowered, and maybe that um, he just like Pete Sampras said of of um, Serena Williams that Serena Williams lacks motivation. Uh, she's there. She's been beating everyone, and she feels she will do it again. But there's nothing really pushing her to want to do. So it was never a case of injury. I believe it was probably pride, and then he was tired, and these guys actually defeated him. Not yeah. So. Confirming, you know, congratulations to Sam Query for defeating uh, Novak Djokovic. Nobody will want to take anything away from him by saying that Djokovic won that match, or rather, Djokovic lost that match because he was injured. And for the Sam Warinka, the Opotro's match, I think most people have forgotten that the Opotro is a Grand Slam winner. He won his Grand Slam in 2009 in the US Open, defeating then unbeatable Roger Federer. And so he's not a small player. Also the same Del Potro has won the Argentine Sportsman of the Year Award ahead of 
Lionel Messi, for that matter. So definitely, Del Potro is not a small athlete. He's a big-time athlete whose career has been threatened by injury. And um, his ranking, being at 167, is just because he has not played in competitive matches. But on his day, Del Potro has every quality to be among the top 10 players in the world. So him him defeating Warinka is not so much of a shock as most people want, want to believe. He's a player that can easily make the semifinals and even go ahead to the final of slams. For Djokovic, I think the preparation will be for the Olympics and hopefully the U.S. Open, the calendar slam bid is over. It's a good thing. Sometimes when you get, when pressure is off, you can focus on other things in life. And But for Djokovic, the one person who wouldn't want to win the slam would definitely be Roger Federer. He would want anybody but Federer because definitely if Federer wins the slam, Federer is going to be on 18 slams, and he would want anything that would definitely make him get closer to Federer. He doesn't want Federer getting more slams at his age. And Another thing for Federer again is this opens the door for Federer. Djokovic opens the doors for Federer because if Federer wins this slam, he will definitely be the oldest player to win a slam. So a lot of records can still be made in the world of tennis. And definitely Andy Murray is also in the mix. His, his part to the final is, is very clear right now. Warinka is no more there for him. All the other tough players are not there. So anything less than a final um, appearance for Murray right now will be a disappointing tournament. And he said that himself. Uh, it, it will be interesting if Murray and Federer can meet in the final. It will be a rematch of 2012 final, and <laughs> there will be a lot of blood possibly spilled on the tennis court. NBA free agency, the big man. Of course, some moves were made. Um, Serge Ibaka, obviously, for a while back, is now in a Orlando Magic in a trade that saw Victor Oladipo move to Oklahoma City Thunder, a move which analysts said was to save Durant's um, to keep Durant rather in thunder and not get him away. Um, so Dwight Howard in Hawks, you know, he could bring something new to the Atlanta team, to the franchise, and and create some form of magic. Dwight Howard is just is still about 30 years old, and so he still has a lot to offer as far as basketball is concerned. So the question for the NBA is where should Durant stay? Should he leave OKC? Of course, a lot of clubs are wooing him. We saw, we heard news of um, Iguadala trying to woo him to Golden State's Warriors. We've been hearing news from Knicks. We've been hearing news from Lakers. What are your thoughts? Should Durant stay in OKC, stay with Westbrook, or he should leave them and move for a better offer? I think as a Lakers fan, I wouldn't be bad if he joins the local world town. Uh, but if I will be talking from someone who wants Durant to get something um, it won't be nice if, even if he's one of the best shooters in, in NBA's history, uh, one of the best in the past four, seven years. Without a ring, it's, 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 it's nothing, it's not worth it, it's not worth it. If he stands a chance of getting a ring, uh, that would mean he should, get to, he should go to Warriors. The Warriors are still the best team in, in, in NBA. Uh, maybe, the, maybe, maybe the best ever, I would have said the best ever if they had completed, if they had won the, the championship. Uh, I think if he joins them, he makes them more, he make, makes them untouchable. Uh, if, if that's if they click, uh, if, if ego and power also didn't, didn't get to affect them. Uh, I think for him, if he, if he would want to get the ring, I think um, his better bet, his better shot should be Warriors. But as a Lakers fan, like I said, he should join the, the Lakers. And I don't see why he would want to join Camille Anthony at, 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 the Knicks, at the Knicks because there's almost nothing <laughs> that will come out of that, you know. So, Tofam, they're saying 
for Tofam, Durant should definitely even leave OKC. But for me, I think his best bet as a player is to still remain an OKC. He has the option to stay for one more year and possibly opt out with Westbrook because Westbrook's contract is going to expire next season. He has built chemistry with these guys. They've played at a high level for over five years. They've maintained the bulk of the team. They've only lost one or two players throughout this period of time. They got to the Western Conference final. A little carelessness made them lose the, 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 the final. And if they had been more serious, probably they would have been the one popping the champagne and not Cleveland Cavaliers. So I think if they are Warriors, like, like what we want from teams is we want to see these teams with the Warriors mindset. That yes, we lost to you and we'll come back and beat you the next season. This is the era of sports stars where any quick moment, they leave the club. We look at the guys like Kobe. Why do we respect them? They stayed in one club throughout their career and they kept winning. Kobe lost to the Celtics in 2008, came back to beat them. So this is the era where we see stars, immediately they lose to a club, they run away. And that is why everybody is praising LeBron James right now because he came back and still won his, the, the, the championship for Cavs. If he had won it while he was in Miami three times, nobody would be praising him, but because he was able to still come back and win it for the Cavs. So for me, I want Durant to stay in OKC. He has taken OKC to the finals before, where they lost to Miami at 4-1. He took them to the Western Conference Finals. If they don't have injuries next season, they are still a formidable team. So for me, I think Durant should still remain in uh, OKC, definitely. For Euro 2016, Portugal-Wales semi-final, one match confirmed. Germany is already in the semi-finals, but they will be waiting for their opponents. What are your thoughts on the Portugal-Wales match? Everybody has been billing it as Ronaldo and Bill. But we know that for Wales, they are suffering a blue right now. Aaron Ramsey is going to be out. Does it affect their chances, or are they still too strong to just overpower Portugal? I, I think, firstly, with, um, I would not say that... I think them beating Belgium was a shock. Uh, whatever it is, it's the Belgium team with the best attacking team in the world, I mean, on paper... Uh, I think it's always been that Mark Wilmot is the wrong person in charge of this bundle of talents. He, he can't, he can't get it right. I think that, that's about that. Um, and they pulled that. They played a good game. It's called goals, and they were not fluke goals. They shattered Belgium, tournament favorite. As at when they, when they, when they dismantled Hungary, they became tournament favorite. Most bookies have them. Up there would we'll do it and, and all that. So um, back to Wales, Wales, Portugal. Considering Portugal has been extremely terrible, and and just like just like just like Koluka said that they are they are the worst team in Euro 2006. I think they are uh, one of the worst team in the tournament. They've been terrible. Ronaldo has <laughs> they are yet to win a game in 90 minutes. Uh, the game they won against against Croatia was in the extra time. Five six minutes to the end of the extra time, second half of the extra time, uh, but yeah, they've been getting results. They've been getting the, the, the one the last game on shootout. Uh, the, I think for for Wales, they will surely miss Aaron Ramsey. If Ramsey would be in the game, would have been fine. Would, would have uh, made it look like they have three players they would be afraid of: um, Gareth Bale, Aaron Ramsey, 
and Gareth Bale. But the way it is, it's it's <laughs> yes, I mentioned Bale twice because I think he's a he's a, he's, 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 he's had a wonderful tournament so far. You could put if they get to the final and win, you wouldn't have problem making him your player of the tournament. He has carried the team. He has he scored two free kicks. The first person to do that in 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 the championship history. He's been wonderful. He's been good. He's been nice. His, his team, everyone play play plays around him and everyone plays with him and all of that. But I think Aaron Ramsey will be a big blow for them and 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 which might put. Uh, Portugal, which might give them the chance to go on and win it. But if they can just put up one of those performances they pulled up, you never can tell. They can, but if you ask me to pick, I think it's going to be Portugal's um, game and Portugal waiting for whoever in the final. Portugal has somehow been making matches with their star man, yet to even perform at up to 50%. This has been a terrible tournament for Ronaldo. Sanchez bailing him out, Nani bailing him out, a lot of players bailing him out. Missing open chances, missing open goals, and yet Portugal still find a way to win. So if Ronaldo decides to wake up against Wales, I don't think that they'll be able to beat Portugal. But again, it is it's a match that's going to be full of goal-mouth action. I don't think at this stage these teams want to be defensive. They want to go out for the win. And I think that's going to be a very exciting match. Uh, Portugal-Wales, whenever when it occurs. Uh, for me, I'm going for Wales. I believe Wales still have what it takes to definitely defeat, defeat Portugal. But for the other match, who do you think will be joining Germany in the semi-final? I, I think it's, it's, it's almost a certain thing. It's, it's, it's more like you put sugar in your mouth, it's going to be sweet. It's, it's, it's certain. And France, will, will, France has not been good themselves. They've not been performing at that level, considering the sort of talent they have, which you will also blame Blame the day they shown for is not being able to find a suitable formation for these guys. He's not been able to put them in the right. They've been struggling. They've been coming out in second half. He will now make gamble. I, I think his gamble uh, will soon end, and his luck will soon run out of out of. He will soon run out, run out of luck. They play if they beat Iceland, which I I, I think they will. They will play a formidable uh, German side who will probably will also be missing Matt Hummel, but I think there's a replacement for him uh, that wouldn't wouldn't be an issue. Uh, the team is still there, still compact. I'm sure. As, um, Kadira also might be out, he's, he's injured. Mario Gomez might be out, injured. But I think that German team, anytime, any day, will still, will still be, yeah, will still be up there to do it. So I think France, Iceland, I think France will do it. I, I don't expect Iceland uh, beating France. It's going to be France, uh, Germany. That's what I see. Yeah, semi-final prediction there. Same as with Tofam, yeah, France versus Germany. These are tournament hosts. Anything getting out in the quarterfinals will be a disappointment for them. Um, that's our roundup for the major news we'll be discussing. We've discussed today. We've also analyzed today. And, of course, we agreed on some things. We disagreed on some things. For me, I believe the best bet for Ke- Kevin Durant, again, is to still remain in OKC. But for Tofam, he wants him to join either Warriors or, or, or Lakers. But, of course, Lakers with the childish players in that team, I don't see Durant even playing anything. Nick Young, or the, I mean, there are a lot of ch- children in Lakers. I don't think... Durant will even look at Lakers for any reason whatsoever. Yeah, I think a quick roundup uh, some of the transfers. You know, uh, um, Ibra finally joined joined um, Manchester United, and Borussia Dortmund announced that Mkhitaryan has left them for a fifth place Premiership club, Manchester United. It was it was a slight dig at Manchester United, saying that you were leaving the Champions League side 
for for a team who will be playing in the Europa League. And then Chelsea, rumor has it that they are closing on. This, the deal is already done. Mitchell Batshuayi coming over. And then Robin Van Persie will be joining any of the London clubs, Crystal Palace or, or West Ham. He said, "The players succeed in their club. This new signings, do you think they will succeed in their?" The, the, I think it's it's a function of it's a lot. Um, everyone like for for everyone, it's it's a different ball game entirely. Uh, it's it's in tip uh, was was saying that he needs to get acquainted to Premiership. That the Cameroonian central defender that left from that moved from Schalke for to Liverpool. So it's, it's it's a different ball game entirely. He needs to get himself acquainted with how it is, the pace and the physicality in Premiership. I think it might take time for some of them, but yeah, if you're a superstar, you should blend anytime, any day. I think go by start, he has done well everywhere he's gone to. Um, he's won the league in the first year, so Manchester United fans are very hopeful. He will be winning in the first year also because all the clubs he's gone to uh, in recent years, in 2000, he's won. Hayas won in the first year. Juventus won in the first year. Inter won in the first year. When he went to Barcelona, he won in the first year. AC Milan he won in the first year. PSG he won in the first year. So people have been saying he will be doing it for them. I, I think he will. I think I think Mourinho, considering is also with someone who understands him, they've worked together and they know each other, and, and, and the fact that he's very motivated to play against uh, Pep Guardiola, but he wouldn't be playing against Pep Guardiola the, 30, the old 38 games. <laughs> it's just twice. Uh, he says he's ready to pick Guardiola, but, but I feel he will. He would have a good time in, in Premiership. He might not score uh, 40, 50, 30, but I think his impact will be felt. He will bully these guys and score some fantastic goals. Those are nice transfer roundup to spice up the league. Ibrahimovic, Mikitayan, and a lot of other players. For some of the unknown players, or rather the less popular players, I think they may have a lot of time to they may have a lot of time. It's rather it will take them time before they can adjust to the demands of the Premier League. But our eyes will definitely be on Ibrahimovic. He has been bragging. He announced the signing on social media. He was excited. He was all over the place and um, of course, saying that his age at 34 will not be an injury, but we know how demanding Premier League can be. If there's any player who should be able to cope with the demands of Premier League, it should definitely be Ibrahimovic. Uh, that's our roundup for this episode. Thanks for listening. As usual, you can always follow us on Twitter, on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on Stitcher. We are Sports Ration, S P O R T S R E C.